With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, and welcome back to episode four of Claret and Blue, uh, Aston Villa podcast from Birmingham Live. I'm Matt Kendrick. I'm joined by Dan Rollington Hello. and Ashley Priest. How are we doing? And we're all a bit miserable, yep. I think, aren't we? <laughs> um, flattest performance of the season, certainly at Villa Park. Uh, we're talking about Aston yeah. Villa 1, Leicester City 4, of course. Now, I think we need to bring a bit of context before we get to <clears> doom and gloom. Leicester aren't competing at the top end of the Premier League by fluke. No. They're an excellent team. Yeah. Um, but Ash, we'll, we'll kick off with you. Go on, sum it up. Yeah, so I'm, I'm walked into work today. Like I've had my my, my bum slapped. It's one of, I think just like it's one of That's them ones. Up, anyway, so, just, just that image. No. Yeah, it's so it's so very so. Um, so it's yeah, Villa got Villa got taken to the cleaners. Um, Homewood at Villa Park, and obviously the better team. Better team won. Villa were well beaten in the end. It could have been six or seven. Literally, it could have been. Yeah. Uh, Tom Eaton kept the score down. Uh, yeah. The chances kept coming in, flying in. And yeah, Jamie Vardy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so quick. I mean, so annoying. Uh, yeah, took took to the cleaners, and we got we got we got to learn and move on as quickly as possible. Obviously, tough game, Leicester, isn't it? Yeah. The second for a reason, mm-hmm. and. Uh, just this run, run of games we've been on now, United, Chelsea, Wolves away. It's been relentless um, and it's, it's taken taken a lot out of the players, I think, your McGinn and stuff. The energy levels aren't there. The midfield yesterday was non-existent for me. And um, yeah, where, where do we go from here? This, this Christmas period, we'll come to that later. It's, it's crucial, isn't it? You what, how did you see it? You mentioned, you mentioned Vardy. Mm. And for me, if you've suffered a hamstring injury, <laughs> you're probably best to depart the field you, are. you know and I'm not, not knocking Toro Mings because we want we want our players to be warriors particularly want our centre halves to be warriors yeah. and to kind of just kind of you know man up and, and go for it but equally I think you've got to be a bit responsible responsible about what it means yeah. for the team and I just think you know I think Leicester would have found a way to beat them to, to have beaten Villa yesterday anyway yep. but you just don't make it easier for them by making bad decisions like that Um even so, I mean, even if Mings is fit, I think that it was not a comedy of errors, but that, that goal, that, that, that first goal kind of set the tone for me that Leicester are going to find this yeah. too easy. Yeah. But should, should, should Smith have taken Mings off himself? You know I, think I, mean? so. I think so. I think, should, I think, should yeah, yeah, I think between them, they've, they've, they've got to be responsible enough to say, so. you know, we need, a, we need fit 100% players on on this pitch Engels was stripped and ready to come on he yeah. put his bib back on didn't he yeah. when he kept winning the goal itself I mean yeah Heaton wiped out Conte in the end and then Vardy's made a hash of it Villa have given him a little bit, little bit of stick for missing and you think he can, can Villa clear it no no scored and then <laughs> he is in front of the old just so Jamie Vardy wasn't it just that scuff yeah. one not you think oh it's gone now yeah. but it actually turned out to be a brilliant touch didn't it because <laughs> yeah. it just kind of took him if that, if that was us that scuff would have ruined the chance for us and yeah. it would have, have been over. Yeah. Well, speaking of scuffies, scuffies, scuffs ruining the chances, that El Ghazi miss to me 
would have made it a different Villa Park. Mm. It would have. I think so. It would have. Again, like I said, Leicester might have had the quality to, to carve Villa open and recover from that. But six yards out, and I think it's come at him. I don't think he's expecting it. No. It's gone through a crowd of, of bodies uh, at the near post. It's, it, but, it's hit like his ankle, I think, in the end. Uh, yeah, he didn't expect it. But as you say, Villa go one one up after ten minutes. It could be a different different mm. game. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, Leicester respond to go in a goal down. He could have got the place. It was quite flat yesterday, wasn't it, for the yeah. first time yeah. this season? I know it was a sun, right. Sunday afternoon. <laughs> uh, but a goal, going a goal up against Leicester, you could have got the crowd off the feet a bit more. And the players, players, that belief, the key word being used by Smith, that belief. So yeah. once once they missed that, Leicester got the tails up, didn't they? Before we get into any sort of in-depth analysis, I want yeah. to just <laughs> you're in the wrong place for that. Mate, <laughs> yeah, before. forget that. the wrong podcast. I want to just get a quick rating out of ten from both of you for Villa. Just to summarise the performance out of ten, sort of no thought behind it. If you had to give them a rating out of ten, what writing the writing the performance as a whole from just yesterday, from, just from yesterday, just a quick fire number out. I got four because let's just go four. A bit of a poor self. Can I say the same? Yeah, four. Yeah, <laughs> I was, four. So I was going to say five, and I thought that was being a little bit harsh. So to hear fours from you. It was and bad. You, like, so you have to factor in how good the, the opposition are. But I'd also, I don't think, probably fans wouldn't take take kindly to this because I was sat amongst them and I wasn't kind of banging my chair and singing my head off. So yeah. take responsibility as well. But I wouldn't give the crowd any more than a four yeah. either. You know, we spoke about the, this Sunday afternoon feeling. Which I thought um, was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought this season it would be proved to be rubbish. I thought that the atmosphere has been so good that yeah. even on a cold Sunday afternoon... Um, an emotional Villa Park because of the, yeah. the, the tragic news about Ron Saunders on yeah. Saturday night. I thought the place would have been would have been up for it, but it was it was flat. Uh, credit to the Leicester fans. I didn't particularly like a lot of the the songs that they were singing as they were mocking mocking poor Villa. It's quite, uh, Champions uh, of England, you'll never sing that. And Villa won it seven times. Didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Was it the Europe as well one? Yeah, and then it took Villa, quite, Villa fans quite a while to say you... It did, yeah, <laughs> to, to, to cotton on about you, the, the European Cup never yeah. winning that, yeah. Um, but it was... Leicester fans, I thought, were, were brilliant. I yeah, mean, why, why wouldn't would, wouldn't they be? You know, what, what a journey and, and what yeah. an adventure it is for them. Um, but I just think it was just so flat. You know, the performance, you know, the... It, to me, it was the contrast between the way Leicester played, kind of zipped it about, played really fast, played always played on the half turn. Yeah, did. Wanting to kind of pull Villa all over the place. Whereas Villa, it's a bit more ponderous for it's me. Light, light it's, it's kind of, you know, you can kind of second guess where the ball's going to go. Yep. Um, again, oh, newly promoted. It's newly promoted Aston Villa. And I think we've got to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to be... You know, not not excuse bad performances because they weren't good enough yesterday. But we've got to put it into a bit of perspective for me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, and I'm at risk of sounding like an idiot here on my second <laughs> oh. appearance on the podcast, <laughs> which is normal. So I get used to that. As good as Leicester are, right, and they're second for a reason. They have got some very good players. We made it far too easy for them yesterday. Yeah. Like yeah. you look at it on the basis they beat us four one, and you'd think, oh, they've battered Villa. I don't think they were that good. They weren't. They didn't destroy us. It's just that we were so sloppy that they they well, capitalised on those yeah. mistakes. I mean, am I missing any obvious before yesterday? Am I missing any any obvious injuries? Or that that's Villa's strongest. I think so. Eleven yeah. or like Gilbert didn't play, did he? He was back back Gilbert, ready for probably. selection. Engels both on the so, bench. So yeah, that that's probably four fifths of the team. Yeah, that kind of went toe-to-toe with Liverpool yeah for 85 minutes that's what I mean like as good as Leicester are I'm not denying that I'm not saying oh yeah we, we deserve to get anything because we definitely didn't and they are a good side 
we just made it too easy for they're them. Just clean, look at them now, look at all the goals. A couple of punts up top for Vardy. Yeah, it's just balls over the two. top, though, isn't it? They chase and they get onto it and score, and yeah. it, that's that's two goals there. They're, they're both the Vardy ones are like that, and it's just. It's Do you think there's something where kind of expectation needs to be kept in check because, for Villa? For Villa, because for me, and I'm not I'm not wishing to to knock the Villa hierarchy, but oh. Oh, that's well. that's an alarm bell. And whenever I'm about to slag off the Villa hierarchy, <laughs> I get that I get that alarm bell bells ringing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to me, Villa the minute Villa won promotion, they gave this message about you know the the reason that they didn't have an open top bus parade was because we're Aston Villa. We don't celebrate being back in the Premier League. That's where we belong. I like that. I like the fact that they're, they're coming out with that kind of that kind of mentality. Splash 140 million quid. All of a sudden. We're not here to make up the numbers. We're mm. here to kind of kick up. We're going to do a Wolves in our first season. We're going to be kind of top seven, top eight. And I just think, hang on a minute, you're a newly promoted team. You know, newly promoted team with a dozen players, a dozen new players new. Yeah. who haven't played in the in the Premier League before. Mm. Um, and while I'm on the subject of that, not having that overtop bus parade, the thing that annoyed me most is them then flogging T-shirts with <laughs> Aston Villa playoff winners 2019 on. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? With the printing on the back. Yeah, well, anyway, I think it's just about kind of... Listen, I don't want, I don't want anybody to come to Dean Smith to say, oh yeah, we just want to, you know, we want to yeah. finish 17th. Yeah, well, you know, don't don't yeah. But equally, it's just... Come on, let's just let's just remember. Let's not batter these players. No, because they're not beating Leicester City. Yeah, I mean, let's have a, a gentle gripe about them because they're not competing more. Yeah, against Leicester now City. That, yeah. But I think it's all about levels, to be honest. Well, this, yeah. that season is not defined, is it, on drawing to Man United and losing two in a row to Chester, Chelsea and Leicester, Chester, no. Chelsea and Leicester, <laughs> Chester. Probably, probably would lose them at this point. What a great, be? great new <laughs> club, that is. Um, it's, our season is defined on the next couple of games, isn't it? And we'll come to it a, 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 a little bit later. But there's you look at those next three or four games and think you've got so to the be ones winning. You've got to beat the sides around. You've you. got to be winning two I'll or three. I'll tell you what they've got to do in those games. They've got to defend corners better hmm. than they did for that goal. Well, let's talk the, about that Johnny Evans one because we've just the watched the highlights. The half, you and yeah. me, Matt, this morning just before starting as our podcast <laughs> research because you two have done streams of notes for the audio <laughs> listeners. Both of your notes pages are empty. It's all up here, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we watched it because we've not seen it since yesterday. Initially at the game, I thought that's far too easy. That that Did corner, initially, yeah. far too easy. He's in acres of space, what are we doing? If we defend like that for the rest of the season, we're going down. That was my initial thought. You've said this morning that it's, it's a, a good tactical. Brendan Rodgers t- training ground set piece. He's he, he wants John John Evans freed up. I think he's Soyuncu and someone else double teamed Almo who was marking him. Yeah, block him off. Give Evans some room. Madison put it on his on his on his bunts. And then top corner. It's just training ground. See, I agree, but I haven't watched it and I've only watched it on my phone, to be fair. So Smith said he should have been chalked out for a foul. The VAR should have checked uh, it, but an the clutch in there, yeah. I, I think, think if, just if Rogers is cute enough to, to work on that and to get his players to time their runs to, to block off the block off their think, markers, yeah. then on the flip side, Villa have got to be smart enough to deal with that. 100%. Um, yeah, because I suppose as much as Elmer Howard gets blocked, I feel like somebody else should maybe notice that and, yeah. and drop off as well but I suppose it happens in such a we can replay it can't we on, re- on YouTube a few times it wasn't the most um, you can't. it wasn't a quick corner was it you just left no, it, flo- it wasn't it in, so, isn't it? So. that was the worst thing about it it was in slow motion you thought yeah. no yeah. Yeah. go towards the back post and my bugbear and again we've admitted this I should pay more attention rather than kind of spooning <laughs> my pie down my face or whatever it might yeah. be 
a man on the post is going to stop that. Yeah. Any? Yeah, he didn't have one, have one out a, man on, a man on the back post. I don't think we oh, do that. Or it's going to be one of them ones where they try, where they try and head it and they head it into the, the net. You, you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man on the post doesn't do his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, a guy, there's a guy sat next to me and I kind of thought he was maybe a Leicester fan. He was a little bit complimentary of them throughout the game. Yeah, I've not seen him before. And he was saying, oh, it's a great header, that, a great header. And it was a good header. But at the time, I thought, mm, that was too easy. Having just watched it back... Just turn around, team, just, just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. To be fair, even watching it back, I still kind of think as much as if that is a tactical thing and yeah. they've worked that perfectly I still kind of think a bit cheap well the thing for me is that because I'm naive and stupid that goal on the forward a little sorry bit. yeah because I'm naive and stupid I don't sit near enough <laughs> to the microphone uh, equally that goal that we scored that, the Grealish goal on the, the stroke of half time which was the only goal checked by VAR because yeah. it's Villa because it's Villa yeah um, but fortunately it was given I don't know what they were checking for by the Not way no but anyway there was no foul play involved but that goal given me false hope I thought okay it's been a flat first half performance crowd's been a bit flat it's been a bit ponderous but that's that's arrived at just the right time to, to give line. us give us that spark mm-hmm. four minutes in the second half yeah. and you think if we if we emerge without conceding six goals today yeah <laughs> we'd have done okay well, yeah kind of you'd say when it's a goal come at the perfect time for Villa just before half time we kick off again after VAR and it, the whistle blows instantly and you think okay 2-1 that's, that's decent and you come out at the start of the second half and concede an easy corner and think oh, what was the point then <laughs> so where do we go next then well Sheffield United is where we go literally next literally to Sheffield yeah do you want to touch upon the next five games now first of all I want to talk about McGinn a little bit okay McGinn, he's, yeah. pl- he's played every single minute of the Premier League so really? far, which says a lot. I think not having a midweek game this week will help, but I think he needs to play against Sheffield United for the reason they play at high temper. Well, there was a question I got on Twitter asking, out. do we drop him now? It would be nice to, but I don't think we can. Uh, he, he was flat against Leicester again. And Chelsea. Um, and Chelsea, nowhere to be seen. He's looking the shadow, shadow of the player he was at the start of the season, yeah, ever since the international break, really. So... It's a luxury Villa can't afford to have. To be fair, take him out of the out of the team at the moment as much as I want to. A week, a, a better rest this week will, will help. Yeah. Sheffield United playing such a way, such a the relentless at times. Sheffield United. I think we need him in there. We've, so, said, we've said, aren't we? A uh, kind of sixty percent John McGinn is still worth having, but yeah. But yesterday he was poor, wasn't he? So. Yeah. But the big concern for me is even even the kind of stick your bum out and try and roll your man's not working. Yeah, you know? no, <laughs> sussing it out, isn't that? Uh, yeah. if, if that's yeah. not working, I yeah. kind of felt he was forcing that a little bit yesterday. He tried it a few to a few times, Did it and, the, and, well. the, and the ball kind of rolled past him. And it's kind of mm, you feel like you need to adapt a little bit more and try yeah. something different now. But if that it's worked mm. for so long it's, that it's it's got to Wesley status for me now in terms of. It's not working for McGinn at the moment because he's not. He's, he's not got that energy. And he's a great, great player. Not, don't get me wrong. Not got, you've not got an alternative again, have you? What do you do if you if you if you take him out of there? I mean that that midfield trio as a as a whole did not work. How did you feel before the when it was announced the team? Oh, Nick Amber and Douglas oh, Lewis. Like, like we said before, I thought it was a little bit defensive. Yeah, people have said that. Um, so I, I kind of called for that in the last podcast. That was yeah. the, it's all, all yeah. my fault. So, um, thanks for that. But it, it was happened the same again. What happened at Chelsea when Louise came on for Horahan? He was playing Horahan's role, or Horahan, <laughs> pushing forward as that midfielder. Whereas if he's yeah. supposed to be a defensive midfielder, you look forward to attacking ideas yesterday. I'm not fully convinced he's a great defensive midfielder, to be honest, mm. either. Louise. Well, it's funny you should say this because again, but if I he's should... the one pushing forward, I'd prefer somebody more attacking to play that role. But I was going to. Um... <sighs> 
I should have done this is a lack of preparation for me again. Sorry, sorry, listeners, you'll get used to this. I was going to speak to our scouting guys again this morning to mm-hmm. find out exactly why it is that Villa are shipping so many chances because theoretically they've got two yeah. defensive midfielders yeah. screening their, their back four yesterday. I mean, yeah. you said about Rogers making this tactical tweak. Yeah, didn't you? God, yeah. That's, that, that was. That was a, I thought that was a fascinating. I did because um, he usually go he usually sets up. Leicester usually plays similar to Villa, four three three. Yesterday he thought I'm going to play a diamond today. I know Villa go for it. I know they like to push the attack the full backs up. I'm going to put two up top, and when we go forward, we'll have two, our strikers against Villa centre halves, two on two, which is throughout wasn't it Vardy and Nacho against Mings initially. Yeah. Cancer, so it was a tactical masterclass from Rogers. I thought. Uh, I asked Smith afterwards, "Were you too open?" And he goes, "No, not really. Uh, tactics were out of it." And Smith was just basically saying they pumped it up to Vardy. Vardy scored a couple, and they should defend better. But I thought Rogers got it spot on. Packed out the midfield with the diamond, and uh, yeah. Villa were nowhere in midfield, were they? And then when yeah. the spring a break, it's two on two because targeting Almo. They're attacking high up, yeah. as Smith likes him to be. I thought Rogers got it spot on. Uh, harsh lesson for Smith there. He got it wrong. So, but yeah, good, talk, good, good team. Now, can Villa adapt? I'd like to see Villa with a diamond, wouldn't you? Could, but Villa yeah. aren't going to change change tact, are they? Do you think he likes he likes, he likes his shape, made, doesn't he? He, he likes, likes his shape, shape, and even if he, the personnel aren't quite right for it, he likes to he likes to play that way. I'm not sure. Do you think he? We talked about it last last week, didn't we? About changing the formation is possibly the solution. But I think Wesley no Wesley at Bruges, he played with a two up top. Wesley, so he's, he's, he would suit a two up top. Would he, more, he probably more wouldn't so help him out a little bit? Would he put Al Ghazi up there as a shout? Well, at the moment, what you're having is Wesley trying to win the ball, fighting for scraps, exactly. and then almost after having to kind of win his own flick-ons or I seen one win, yesterday. win yeah. his own nod downs. He's won a corner, you know? and then Grealish got the ball, looked up, Wesley's behind him. So, yeah, yeah some something needs tweaking there. I want to talk about Wesley a little bit but not about Wesley the footballer because we did it to death last week and I'm frankly sick of talking about the footballer. If, I don't care whether you, you I could... I think it might be discussion for the next four or five weeks. So yeah, oh, yeah you probably right. just have a minute about it each week yeah, rather yeah. than 10. Yeah, exactly. You could say he's the best footballer ever. You could say he's the worst footballer ever. Whatever, I don't care. You're, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm kind of sick of yeah. sticking up for him or defending him or whatever. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the reception he got yesterday when he went down injured. I don't know whether... Is that by the North Stand? Yeah, yeah, when he's down by the north, stand off the pitch. What was the reception? It was very minor, but there was a few people around me in the Trinity. I've heard stories from people sat in the whole end lower, a few in the north, stand upper, I think, saying that he was getting jeers, ironic, was that? Let, let him die, dig a hole and bury him, those kind of things. And it's starting like. to turn a little bit, would you say? It's, it's getting to the point where um, we've, we've seen it worse when Harrahan was subbed off against Albion, was it, I think, last yeah, yeah, year? Yeah. And he was jeered off all the way. Yeah. That was bad. It's not that level yet. Mm. I feel like I spoke to somebody turn. about this yesterday if Wesley comes off in a game I think that will happen to him I think he'll get jeered off or, or ironically, ironically yeah, jeered yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. so we'll get into that stage where it's a little bit toxic again because the results aren't going our way the fans have got a, a, an element of the fans and it is a minority they've got a little bit about them where they start to get on his back and they start to shout Dino obviously I'm lower trinity so you, you're not that far away from him yeah, make yeah. a change blah 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 Take him off. and you're entitled to your opinion I get that like shouting Dino make a change is one thing different to let him die. Yeah, exactly. To be yeah. Yeah. You're entitled to your football opinion. That's fine. If you're coming to a football game and you're shouting at a 23 year old foreigner, yeah, new to the league, new to the country, don't matter whether he's a pretty 35 year old English man. Yeah, exactly. to, to be honest, to me, it's what we were saying earlier about context and yeah. and perspective. 
he's doing his best. Like if you've come into a game for that, just don't. <laughs> just don't bother. I, just, I don't know, I don't know what, what he's supposed to achieve. No, I don't. It's just weird. I just, it is weird. Like I don't, I don't understand. I'll never understand that mentality uh, of like. I don't even really like it when fans will slate opposition players like that or kind of jeer them and things like that. Like as much as I kind of get it, I'm still not a massive. I don't mind. Not the sick, sick yeah, things. Like the, but um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like I don't the mind stuff. the. Um, but when it's your the own tribalism player. of it, but you're supposed to kind of when it's your own players. Back the lads, isn't it? You get down, you get down for if you're battling. Unless it's face it, if you're in a relegation battle like Villa are, you've got to have a siege mentality. You've got to have everybody, especially at home. You've got to have ev- everybody together. Um, and this, I don't know whether you're going to touch on this anyway. I know you kind of got involved in a, a little kind of mini, <laughs> mini Twitter spat uh, with some guy who was saying, "Get rid of Smith. You know, it's time to go." You know, <laughs> what Smith ever done for us? The meltdown uh, was yeah. that kind of thing. But good fun that was. I just, I wonder sometimes. And I'm I, listen. I'm not an apologist for bad players and bad decisions and stuff like that you know I'm as demanding as a football fan as anybody you know you want you want to get the absolute maximum out of what you've got and you want yeah. to compete as high as you can but some people I mean that guy who was who was moaning at you on Twitter last night saying you know Smith served his time and all that what kind of life do you live do you know do you kind of do you kind of shout at your microwave for not cooking your food fast enough probably yes and you know and you know, shout that it doesn't come out as a Michelin star meal when you put your bloody <laughs> hot water on your pot noodle. Just kind of just have a bit of patience. Yeah. Just a bit of patience. I think, I think for some people, uh, we've just started a new podcast and I don't want to come across as kind of... <laughs> That's <laughs> bit alienated all over here. Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you fit that description, you're more than welcome. This is very inclusive. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this and you are the people shouting, let Wesley die, this is for you. <laughs> Um, I think don't clip that as a no, as a social clip yeah, for God's sake. Yeah, I feel like football is a bit of an excuse for some people to their express their miserable lives, basically. Yeah, and listen, to come and that, have a that go. comes back to you pay your money, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's you a, want. But I just think there's a limit to. Well, I think, I think you're more likely to achieve what you want by having a bit of patience and kind yeah. of giving things chance to grow than you are about thinking. Right, he was a nine out of ten last week, but he's a two this week. Get him on the transfer list. Get him gone. Oh, his replacement. He was good. He was a nine out of ten this week, but it was a two. You know yeah. what I mean? Get him gone. Get it don't yeah. work like no, that. No. You know, life don't work like that. You've just got to kind of give things chance. I mean, Twitter is an absolute cesspit after a game. <laughs> I'd forgotten how bad it was because obviously coming from the Villa VR, I used to be on Twitter after games to do stuff. Whereas when I stopped doing that, I was like, oh, I don't need to be on Twitter after games now. Now I've started working again and having to kind of see what people are up to. Yeah, it's horrible after Mind a game. Field. It is grim. Get yeah. but I think it's worse when it manifests itself in the stadium, like you said. And he wasn't there wasn't a big collective yeah, it was, kind of. It was literally like a handful like, of people. It was like the annoying man who sits two rows behind you. You want to shut up. You want to tell him to shut up every. You know, <laughs> it's that. It's little pockets. It's but that you know, that spreads if results. No, it, don't it, it does. It does. But like I said, we know Twitter is going to be a crazy place to be. And if you can't, you know, if you can't cope with that, then probably just best to kind of mute or stay away from it. Yeah. I don't like it when it manifests itself in the in the stadium because that is when it can start to kind of play on players' minds. And yeah, of course can, yeah. But, but social media, players will see that still. Like if you're tagging players in, they will see that. that yeah, that's a debate for another day because I don't see why players are on social media. Oh, to be honest, I they think, are, though, I think so. they're getting enough adulation without kind of Same. trying to kind of reach out for, for endorsement on there. I think if I was a player, I'd be searching what people are saying about me. Would you? Yeah. 
He's such an ego man. I've been so much what people are saying to me about being on the podcast, let alone if I was a football. No, I'm joking. <laughs> if I was football, I'd want to see what people thought of my performance, I think. To my me, own the, fans. To me, the beauty of Aston Villa in the last eight months, ten months, is that they've worked together as one. Yeah. That we've talked about this before, this mutual appreciation society between the fans and the players. Um, and the fact that, listen, and I'm not going to go back to last week's example of we couldn't pay the electricity bill last summer, although I just have now. <laughs> but in the Premier League, you know, yeah. we're in the Premier League, back in the Premier League, surely mm-hmm. that's got to be a starting point for people to think, okay, this is better than it was last season. Yeah, It's not better in the sense that the Premier League knocks any kind of... <laughs> <laughs> any kind of excitement out of you eventually yeah. <laughs> because you know it's kind of all about survival but I don't know I just I, I want that I want Villa fans to find that love again for their team and not think a bad 14 days or whatever it's been exactly. should undermine what's been done yeah. you know Dean Smith's been given a new contract for a reason and that's because he has shown the fan base and he's shown the powers that be that he can build he can put something in place totally. um, well this is where that, that thing on Twitter started yesterday this guy was saying well it's 16 games in uh, Smith into the Premier League has Smith done enough to warrant a new contract first of all it was a few games ago wasn't it so it was before yeah. this run of three or four uh, you got a new contract games. after beating New- Newcastle. Okay, so yeah, it's been three games since then. Yeah. So after 13 games, had he done enough to warrant it? And I yeah. kind of said, well, it's a decent enough start to the Premier Competing League. Competing in every game. Competing yeah. in every game, got us promoted. I think that warrants some kind of re- reward. Definitely. And this guy said, well, you think this goal difference and this many defeats after X amount of games, you think that's good enough? I kind of think we're about par. I think so. I think it goes back to that, what do Fula fans expect? Like if you thought I we were going to finish top eight, yes, we're underperforming. If you yeah. thought, or oh, we're happy with us finishing 17th, we're on course for that, yeah. I think. Yeah. As, as kind of almost miserable learning as that is. Learning every week, aren't we? We're learning every week. 35, 40 points is the target. If that is the target and you'd be happy with that, we're about on course for that and I think we'll be, I think we'll be fine. Because I was going to, feeling a bit, I mean, didn't have a sore backside like, like Ash, <laughs> but feeling a bit kind of fragile and a bit low today after after watching that yesterday afternoon. I was going to ask you guys for a positive, what you thought the positive was. And I'll tell you what the, the what I think the positive is. Positive is for me that each one of these players will get better. They will get more experience. They yeah, will yeah. grow and they will improve and so will the manager. And I think we're kind of taking baby steps at the moment. But we've already got a team who, I mean, I, I'm pick, plucking a number out of the air near, near Collect- collectively a handful of Premier League games yet they compete in the Premier League Yeah. so we all know that the big thing is to stay in the Premier League and that's why people are getting anxious because the nearer we fall to that mm. bottom three the panic grows and the, the impatience grows but let's just say they do stay in the Premier League and we're able to kind of make some tweaks and, and to bring in better players that can compete and drive these guys on or that can challenge for their places yep. I think we just we just need need to remember this this is not kind of the year of 2015-16 where it was a, a collection of has-beens yeah. and a collection of bright players but bright players who didn't show any kind of sign of gelling as a team this is a together team mm. with players with lots of potential and they need to have the perfect environment conditions to grow. 
and these little kind of these little I don't know whatever you call them these, these little manifestations of anguish and anger and frustration I understand why they're coming but we need Aston Villa to be rocking we need to at the start of that second half we perhaps should have welcomed that team out with the biggest roar they could have possibly had True, yeah. whereas to me it was just alright we crap first half you sort it out yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, I think yeah, we've yeah, got to kind that. of got to the argument yeah. is people will say it works both ways, isn't it? Yeah. The players have to give us something to cheer about. Yeah. Whereas some people will say, well, we have to make an environment yeah. that the players can achieve in. It's both, isn't it? It's yeah, both. it is both. So we teased this little segment earlier that we're going to look ahead to the next five fixtures and give a, a little points prediction and, and what we kind of think we need and what we hope we get. Yeah. So those five to run you through them at Sheffield United away, Southampton at home, Norwich at home, which is Boxing Day, Watford away, and then Burnley to start 2020 on New Year's Day that's also a way so there's 15 points available in those next five we also there's Liverpool in the cup as well but forget that for now 15 points available what, what, what do we need to get to have a successful Christmas period and what do you realistically think we'll get so we've got five games mm-hmm. I think one, in, one win in three I think will be the standard that gets us somewhere near staying up so let's get let's be greedy let's say two wins in five and that's a slightly different fraction um six points no i think i think we probably need it'd be ideal to get nine points out of it be ideal to get 15 points out of it i think if villa emerge from it with eight points i'll consider that to be more than half pretty successful do you think you can name where those are coming from i think you've got to look at your home games haven't you first of all i think if you can you can beat southampton and beat norwich I mean that'd be a great Christmas week that would, wouldn't it? Yeah. If you could if you can win those two. Um I think I think this weekend's gonna be, gonna be a really, really tough one. I'd be happy to emerge from there with a point. I got you. Um I'll take a point there. Who else? Burnley away. Watford I mean, and Burnley away. I think think we owe Burnley one, to be honest. Um what, what, what am I, how am I gonna make this maths work? So we've got three, two wins. Two wins so far, maybe a point at Sheffield United. Yes, let's get a point at, at, at Watford as well. Okay, it's Burnley away. So you're, you're one win in three is way out the window here. It's not, is it? We haven't lost yet. Yeah, well, there's draws involved, isn't there? So, you, so are we going <laughs> to be on the right, we'll lose to, to if, you, if you're pushing me for a defeat, let's lose to Burnley. Let's well, have a good Christmas. Want, let's have a good Christmas. Let's lose on New Year's Day because it'll be through a, a, a kind of foggy hangover anyway, so nobody will remember that one. So that's eight points, you think, yeah. is semi-realistic there? I think so. I think so. I think this is this has is, been the situation all season or all season so far for me that the away form <coughs> has been patchy which has placed a lot of pressure on the home form yeah. which is exactly <laughs> exactly what, yeah. I'm, yeah. what I'm doing there to be honest I don't think it's impossible I don't think it's impossible to, for Villa to, to get positive results at all in all five of those games but Law of Averages says that that won't happen because the games are going to come even more regularly um, with less respite in between and with the same kind of 13, 14 players being put through it every week. Yeah. So it's not going to get any easier in that sense. So, yeah, eight points rising to a possible 15 from me. <laughs> what about you, Ash? How does that uh, look so you? Sheffield United this weekend, I think we'll, I really like Sheffield United. Really good side. So I don't think, I can't say it's getting anything there. Yeah, um, I think a defeat there as well. Southampton and Norwich, they're the key, aren't they? So you've got to aim for six points there. Yeah. 
that Southampton and Norwich both have something to say about that. But let's have, let's be positive. We get six there, and then it's Watford and Burnley. So try yeah, I'm going to go for nine points. Oh. I think we'll perhaps beat either of them. So I'll go, I'll go nine over the festive period. Okay. Go on then, Dan. I think I don't think we'll get anything at Sheffield United. I think you look at both of those home games and think, yeah, that's we we should be winning both of those, but we won't. I don't think we will. Be villain not too, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Humbug with you, innit? I, think, oh, no. I think a point against Southampton. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm basing that on. I think we'll beat Norwich. Watford away. And they've just got a new manager, haven't they? Is it Nigel Pearson? They'll have another one by then, mate, don't they? That's <laughs> classic villa, isn't it? The, the team struggling, sorts the manager and probably sorts yeah. themselves out in three games' time for when we play them. I'll go for a point there as well. I think he'll make them more structured Watford and yeah. a little bit more rigid so I'll go for nicking a point there defeat at Burnley Westwood Screamer what you got there <laughs> five points so that gives me five Very negative isn't it which is that is low, isn't it? low come on. So, so that's not bad though so if we had if we had a ball so what's that 22 22 so out of 15 we've got yeah <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that puts us safe I think you're about yeah. 40 no but yeah no, key pretty, period isn't it um, I've probably been a little bit overly negative there to balance out see what you're doing that's the, oh, I always say that's a good good stance to take as a Villa fan always expect the worst and then you can only be pleasant, like pleasantly surprised can't you had years of that whereas if you build your hopes up I think you know, if, if you're like me you build your hopes up and try and get 8 points from 15 <laughs> oh, well, who are you to ask 8 points out of 15 jeez so we're on what are we on 17 now 15 uh, yeah I think so yeah oh, I need to yeah, I need to know for sure I want to give us a point total to start 20, 2020 with I think it's 15, 11 points Southampton are occupying the, yeah. um, some hold music can, you, don't can, we know, really? can you give us some so. filler while we search the internet for our points total shall I bring you up to speed with my lads match yes oh god yeah can't wait for um, this <laughs> genuinely regular listeners <laughs> <laughs> to those that tune into the last 40 yeah. minutes of it yeah. we'll know that we had this di- oh, I had this dilemma last week um, about my lads game kicking off yeah. uh, do you want to tell us the points total and I'll come back to this <laughs> yeah okay so we're on 15 now yeah so I'm saying after January 1st we're going to be on 20 yeah Ash you're saying we're going to be on God my maths 23 24 <laughs> and you're 23 yeah so if we start 2020 on 24 points what's the points total that saved teams in recent years oh, it's, it's been a bit less than 40 hasn't it I think it's somewhere between 35 38 37 like or 38 policies you save so if we're on 24 so, on the so how many games will we have played that'll be we'll have 20. Played 20 games so just halfway is what is Watford I think yeah so if we're on if we're on twenty points, I tell you, even twenty points, my negative twenty points is halfway through the season. Yeah. So another twenty sees you to forty and yeah. should be for safe. So even my negative for two sees us safe. And good plus, result, so that's yeah. confirmed. Plus yeah, from January there on. should be another body in there or a couple of yes. bodies. You'd like to hope so, wouldn't you? It gives a bit more um I don't know, room to manoeuvre, I suppose. There's yeah. another run of tricky fixtures, isn't there? In, in March, I think yeah, that yeah. we play the same hard teams all in a row again. So you kinda need to be do the business Near, before then yeah. yeah you need to be around your 30, 32, 33s before then I think so we need a big January and February I think you need a big January as well Netherton Colts don't I back on Netherton <laughs> Colts yeah so nice. Um, nice. I see what you've done see? there that's very good yeah I won't I won't take up too much of your time with this guys but yeah so we had this dilemma my lad his mm-hmm. match kicked off at half 12 in Netherton Villa kicked off at 2 o'clock uh, in Witten yeah 
So do we do we get the kickoff move? Do we get him to play half a match? Did, does Villa not move the kickoff then? No, no, we those requests fell on deaf ears. Damn. So anyway, to cut a long story short, we couldn't move the Netherton kickoff. Asked my lad. He said, "I oh, will sack off Netherton, Dad. We'll get to the Villa." <laughs> <laughs> text, text the the WhatsApp group from from Netherton Colts under twelves at about oh, I don't know probably two o'clockish or something just as the the Villa game was kicking <laughs> off. Um, like loads of kind of cry face emojis and shocked face emojis. We lost seven nil. Oh no! So. It's your lad guilt tripping my lad and I said well what do you think the score would have been if you'd have played he said I'd oh, probably, probably been six and a half nil dad so don't worry about it so anyway he's training on Wednesday night he's got a lot of making up to do yeah. uh, and we've got our Nedton Colts Christmas party on Tuesday night oh, um, nice. I think I'm having turkey dinner and <laughs> apple crumble and custard which I'm hoping I might get somebody to, to check it I might get somebody to taste test our food in case we're the, we're the enemies at the moment um <laughs> So yeah, I think I'd better get a few beers in as well to to make amends uh, for that. Yeah, so. makes sense. Should we do some Twitter questions? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So I put a tweet out yesterday asking for some comments, some more pleasant than others. Uh, <laughs> so first question, I'm just going to scroll through. I'm picking at random here from 7500 Holt. They said, "What can Villa do to stop the hemorrhage of big chances? We're giving far too much to other teams. How do we solidify that?" <laughs> How do we still find that up? Scash all the technical Jeez. ones. I'll just talk about <laughs> Apple Crumble. Um, we need to get more compact in the middle, make them hard to break down. But what um, options are those with midfield then? Exactly. I mean, he's McGinn racing up, to attacking too much, and leave the gaps yesterday were phenomenal, really. Yeah. But Douglas Louise is also pushing forward. Exactly. So it's allowed two on two at times. Two strikers, two centre backs. You need to be more more compact in the middle. One of those is Vardy as well. Is it being too gung ho? Do you reckon? I don't know, but. I just, I just need to show up the midfield because there was gaps there, like gaping gaps there yesterday. Yeah. Leicester running through them. So, what do you do? Do you change system? Four, two, three, one, be a bit more negative. But obviously, with the game's coming up, you've got to go and win them. But we keep need to back be, to that, don't we? Changing system is probably exactly. the only alternative. But I don't think realistically that is something no, we'll midfield do. Midfield needs to be better for me. The, the defence, okay, conceding, conceding goals, but the, a lot of the time it's body on the line stuff. And do you know what I mean? They're, they're doing all they can. Heating's doing all he can. Yeah. Cantor's making last ditch challenges. Um, it's all very, very much been last ditch. So it's not a new thing, this though. Even no. when they were winning games, they've been. Con- mm-hmm. when yeah. you look, look back to that that Everton game at the start of the season. You know, Everton had about kind of three or four missed sitters. Yeah. So I think it's the, I think it's the way Dean Smith likes to play. But if you play that way, you've got to back yourself to score more goals yeah. than the opposition. And to me, Villa aren't. You play with fire, you get your fingers burnt, don't you? Exactly. Um, they're not. They're not that much of a of a threat at the other end of the pitch to be to leave themselves that exactly. open at this end of the pitch. And you've got to be clinical, aren't you? When you with your chances, cause well, yeah, we got to score two or three to exactly. Make a point. Uh, <laughs> Leicester had twenty two chances created yesterday to Villa's fifteen. I'm you, surprised we had fifteen. I oh know. That sounds like a that's lot. That's going to Dean Smith, but twenty two chances at home, the opposition. Yeah, that can't happen again. Stephen Deacon says, and then we've talked about this a little bit already, so a little bit more waffle required. <laughs> he says, are we expecting too much from this Villa squad? All season long, we said we'd be happy with 17th, and that's where we are after a bad run of games, but winnable ones coming up. Mention that in you, Matt. Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't, expecting too much, I don't know, because we want them to strive. We want them to be the best that they can. We want them... To, we want them <sighs> I don't like to just always hark back to that Liverpool game, because there's been... 
half a dozen games where mm. they've been nowhere near the level that they've played there. But they've set the standard yeah. that day. They've set the standard. So I think we can expect, but equally we've got to think, well, what does a good season look like? Does a good season look like 45, 48 points if we're being re- realistic and they're not, you know, they're safe by March rather than safe by the the 5th of May mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So... <laughs> What would you take now for, for finishing season? Would you be to just take 17th? I think so, yeah. All day, yeah. Same, same, take I think it. so. I think the, the league positioning is a little bit pointless, really, if you stay up. Because you could stay up on 17th on, say, 36. If you get 42, you probably finish 12th. Yeah. The, the points gap between that bottom tier is so small, usually. I don't think the league position really matters as long as you stay up that's fine I'll tell you what in the last two games I'm more concerned about the performances yeah. than the results to be honest obviously yesterday wasn't great because you don't want your goal difference to take to take a pound in but I'm more concerned about this kind of tired looking performance yeah um, well, yeah, it doesn't matter who you're playing if you're tired you're tired yeah and, uh, and I think you know you, you see them score that, that third goal uh, Leicester score that third goal and you look to the bench and you think how can we change this? Yeah, and there's no, no, there's no obvious solutions, is there? So that's what that's what frustrates me. Uh, you know, uh, I think points wise, I don't think they're a million miles away from where a newly promoted club should expect to be. Um, but it's just, it, I can't cope with these these flat performances because that's what that's not what Dean Smith Aston Villa are about. Yeah. They're they're about trying to kind of compete and trying trying to play at a high tempo. Mm. Next question. I replied to it on Twitter last night because I just thought it was funny from Gary he said should we bring Scott Hogan back from loan <laughs> and I totally forgot he was even out on loan so that probably tells you the answer to that question I think the fact that Dean Smith had got Scott Hogan probably further down the pecking order than, than Jonathan Codger uh, yeah. allowed him to go out alone, uh, on loan suggests that, that that wouldn't happen I don't think he's playing at Stoke is he yeah? no he's not even making the Stokes squad and they're yeah. bottom of the championship <laughs> Or near enough. I don't know where they are now. Don't don't care. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's a body. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the standard now? That's the standard. Just, yeah. just body. Well, I don't know, but ten minutes. You know, it's another game of Wesley's not been subbed off again as well. Yeah, so that tells you carrying what the cannon with, with Codger, isn't it? What was the latest that, that Dino said about Kieran Davies? Oh, Davies, he could be back for Southampton. So uh, couple, still a couple United. more weeks away. Yeah. So. That's a push as well, so hopefully he's back. I think we get a game now, do you? I think he'd start him if he was fit. Yeah, I do as well. And mm. I don't really think that's the answer either. I'll tell you what, who's going to play against Liverpool in the Cup? Kodja. Wesler. I don't know. I don't Another know. Game for- just- has to play, I guess. So I thought yesterday, when you go 4-1 down and it's know, 75th minute or whatever it is, yeah. I thought, you might as well bring Kodja on now for 15 minutes. <laughs> just didn't, did it? The game's lost anyway. So do you just- think that was a factor in him not taking him off, that thing that you've... I don't, I don't think a manager would decide nah. that though, would he? Nah. I don't know what that noise was. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. I won't be surprised. I don't know. I don't know how bad... How bad do you reckon there'd be ironic cheers? Uh, 100%. I don't reckon? I, 100% would be. I just don't know how bad they would be. If Wesley... If he's off injured, that's different. Yeah, of course. Because if you're off injured, there's no. nothing you can do. If he's subbed off because he's not playing well and bought another strike such comes on... Such I'll a conundrum, isn't it, Wesley? I think right. Villa Park erupts with ironic cheers. From the handful of idiots out there, yeah. but even I don't think that had influenced Smith. If Smith thought he I'll, needed to take him off. I wouldn't have I thought think, so, but I think he'd take him off. Think of his confidence, though. If he's already low on confidence and he's not performing, and then he goes, "Right, you're coming off," 
and he gets jeered off by 40,000. It's just another knock, isn't it? Do you want to put him through that? Mm. (laughs) 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 Um, Where's my next question? Uh, From Matthew Aiello. Definitely not got that right. A-I-E-L-L-O. A-I-E. L-L-O. That L-L-O. That can't be a real surname. How many it? vowels does a man need? Yeah, that's four vowels there. Three in a row. A-L-O. E-L-O. If you're listening, get back to me on that because I'd like to get it right. He says, Dean has a philosophy, but we need a different approach in some games. Not be so open in the middle slash centre of the pitch and we get pinned two versus one on our fullbacks all the time. We can't go toe-to-toe with every team. A point might be the difference between staying up and going down. So we talked about this a little bit last week. I kind of respect that if Smith has got his strategy and he's, he's set up and he sticks to it, I kind of I kind of like that. But changing it is not a weakness. No. Is but, it? Well, it is if it makes the team weaker because there's no other options. If he thinks that's our best formation to, to win football matches and he knows that by changing it we lower that chance, he's got no choice but to stick with the other. But I just think, I think in the Premier League... I think you have to be adaptive, but I, kind of, I do still kind of respect that if that's what he wants to do, then trust the system if it doesn't work I mean, we, are we, do we get too bogged down by systems sometimes when we know that if there, were com- if there was confidence belief and energy in that team yeah and if everybody was fired up and at that kind of were at the level to kind of match or better their opponent then they'd win regardless of how mm. you, you line them up yeah or is that just me trying to skillfully dodge a question because oh. I'm not a particular tactical expert I've had a tweet just in the last half an hour from Holly who says will his reluctancy to change or adapt the system cost us this season Rogers yesterday said it's crucial you need to change and adapt so so yes he said that <laughs> so he said that's yes. what Brenda said not us <laughs> yeah so and then Smith's reluctance to Villa had an off day yesterday in the club against a good Leicester team um, you'd want to see Villa in a f- the usual system against the teams around you I suppose yes because yeah, they're quite true. attacking aren't they so I suppose if you if you look at these next five games and in each of those, we play in a similar way that we played this week against Chelsea and Leicester. And we looked tired and we were reluctant to make changes in midfield and up front. And we start dropping points here and we come out of this period with three or four points. Yeah. And then maybe five. you look at it, part, perhaps. I'd be a little bit Start questioning, didn't you? If we get to 2nd of January and we're on 17 points, I'd be a little bit scared then. Then you maybe have a look at mixing up then, but yeah, That's let's see how we Five big games there. You've got. To, I think you've got to win three out of five. Yeah, so we've gone from five points to nine. There. <laughs> I think you've got to win three out of five there. When we said you've got to be adaptable, we didn't mean that you've got to keep changing your points <laughs> predictions. <laughs> I just keep looking <laughs> at it. And it's, oh, there's some good games there that we've got to win. I think the two at home, you've got to win. Mm. Yeah. Just coming back to yesterday's match. <sighs> I'm being really unfair on Wesley now because I'm comparing him to one of the kind of quickest, most prolific strikers in the Premier League in the, in, in recent years. Scott Hogan. Not Scott Hogan, though. But if you just look at how Vardy was always on the move. Because mm. they're different players, though, aren't no, they? No, I know they are, but what I'm saying is that at the moment, James Madison almost knows that if he receives the ball on the half turn, he knows that Vardy's going to make that run. Yeah. Whereas if Jack Grealish does it, he's probably thinking, where's well, shift out, you're in my space. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, So point. it's kind of, it comes, doesn't it? It comes over time. But well, mm. I think I think the point is rather than saying, can we turn Wesley into Jamie Vardy? 
it is this team needs to grow and and, and know each other yeah. at the moment because yeah. they're still kind of not making it up as they go along, but they're still there's not the there's not the kind of chemistry. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Totally agree. I suppose it's also I think Smith said something before the game about them the players starting to trust Wesley a bit more, something like that, which was yeah, interesting as a quote of like a Obviously, there was the questions about trusting him before that, and now they're kind of they're on the same way. I think because I'll be thinking like, there's times where you you see Jack or McGinn or whoever, and you think, oh, you could have played Wes in there, and they you could have played a one-two there, and they don't. They, or they opt to go wide, or they they carry the ball further forward, and you kind of think. I think Jack and John McGinn look for each other, yeah, yeah. all the time. Whereas if that was a confident, informed striker, you'd have no qualms with you about pinging it into him and knowing yeah. you're going to get it back, or that he's going to roll his man and get a shot away. Whereas yeah, they never clip it, looks, clip it over the top, do they? To him, yeah. He's but no slouch, like, is he? But like you say, if he's got a hold up the ball and then looking around going, well, now who's where, who's there with me? I've got to do something on my own. It's yeah. destined to fail, isn't it? Yeah. He needs a second man off him, but there's no option there. So we have to go through these next five games with the players we've got mm. and yeah. hope that we sign somebody who's going to play off Wes or replace him, which is a weird situation to be in. So obviously we'll end the podcast with some sad news that Ron Saunders passed away on Saturday. Apparently at three o'clock was the rumour. I spoke okay. to a couple of fans outside the ground so like, saying it's kind of fate to, to pass away at a football time. Obviously before my time, but you've, I've heard stories about, about the man and the manager. So now I'm going to look to you as the oldest <laughs> of the group. It's before my time as <laughs> well, time as about, well, but, but um, still, still the oldest of the group. So Yeah, I think I, I, thought. I tweeted this on, on Saturday night when, when I heard, heard the news that Ronson, and this is probably William McGregor and Pongo Waring and Peter McParland and all the great names from, from Villa's history probably won't thank me for saying this, but to me, Ron Saunders is the man who's made Aston Villa's history. If you talk about kind of what Aston Villa have achieved, you're looking at that period. Yeah. You know, you can go you can go deep dark into the past for a lot of sepia tinted photographs. But if you're talking about Villa's modern day, and I use that term loosely, modern day <laughs> history, you're talking kind of the team that he built in the mid to late 70s that yeah. then became the, the the first division champions in, in 1981 that paved the way to become European champions in, in 1982. And I think it was this man's drive and character and ability that kind of set the tone for, certainly for the Aston Villa that I fell in love with. Now, by the time I became a Villa fan at the age of six and seven, then Ron had moved along, Tony Barton had moved on, Doug had kind of ripped up the, the, the <laughs> 1982 Cup winners and, and Villa were about to, to plunge into the... Good times. ...into the, into the second division by then. But the die had been cast, if you like. You, you already knew, crikey, this is... This is a massive club this is yeah. Aston Villa they've won the, the European Cup three or four years ago um, and I think I mean fortunately through through this job I've been able to get to know a lot of the kind of the, the European Cup winners so Tony Morley and, and, and Ken McNaughton and the Peter, Peter With and, and Sid Cowens and people like that and Tony Morley's an interesting one with Ron Saunders he couldn't stand him you know he couldn't stand him because he made his life so difficult you know he was always on a team what he was producing was never good enough yeah. always always kind of you know moaning at him and shouting at him and demanding more of him and I can imagine because he's Tony Morley back in the day kind of you know exasperated thinking crikey I've got this sergeant major who's kind of killing me here yeah. and yet he knows now yeah. with the, the benefit of hindsight and wisdom 
he really values what he did for him as a footballer and as a man. And I think if you speak to me, we got Brian Little in here six months ago and still kind of very respectful. And I think he tweeted about this, referring to him as Mr. Saunders mm. and still very, mm. this is a bloke who kind of shaped lives. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I can't imagine what he, I think, I think he probably ruled by fear a lot of, a lot yeah, of yeah. it, but it kind of worked. Um, and I think he built this team even before they went and won the won the, the league in 81 he built this team that was kind of just getting there and getting there won a couple of league cups and but for injuries and, and a few bits and pieces might have got there might have got there sooner and I think that's probably as much as it's Villa's biggest success and it's it's everything that Villa promote you know if you're talking Villa's history they'll always kind of promote that European Cup win the biggest shame is that Ron Saunders wasn't there yeah. to see it through longer, that he wasn't there to lift the European Cup and that he wasn't there to build a dynasty that lasted another five or ten years because Villa were playing catch-up after that. Um, but, yeah, it's... I mean, it, I was glad that the Villa family could get together so soon after to to kind of pay their respect, yeah. respects to Ron Saunders. I think it was brilliant. I think it was the Project B6 group who were, yeah, heavily, the flags were really good. heavily involved yeah. in the, the flags and banners. Um, and I think it's just, I think it, it's just us worth remembering that that's the standards that this club is capable of. Yeah. And I know we're talking. I know we're talking in the past now. I mean, what years were you guys born? 95. 90. 95 and 90. And I was born in 78. So I was probably still in my nappies while Ron was <laughs> Ron was working working his magic. Yeah. But it's happened. Nobody can take that away. And yeah, yeah. Leicester fans were, were mocking. And what were they singing, Ash? Uh, Champions of England, you'll never sing that. Yeah, we, we will actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll sing it sing it again I don't know whether whether kind of people suffocate from the expectation of, of wanting to wanting Perhaps. to get there again but I think it, it, it's nice to kind of have that as a kind of barometer of what this club's capable yeah. of and what it what it should one day strive for again really yeah, it says me who's on about keeping expectations <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. minimum <laughs> it's difficult for me and for you as well only being five years difference we can't, we can't we've got no memories to it I know so you say, not, I've got not, a little book at home called Ron, Ron Saunders photo scrapbook really? which I've had since I was about kind of seven oh, nice. so I didn't I didn't kind of live it at the time you know I wasn't at Arsenal when when yeah. Villa won the the league in 81 but I kind of feel like <laughs> you were there somehow yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's difficult isn't it because I don't want to kind of sit here and not say anything about it because I've got nothing to kind of contribute personally but the stories that you hear and 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 how kind of touched the ex-players were about his passing and, and, and Villa fans as well mm. you kind of get that sense of how how big this guy was and not just as a, a football manager but as a man as well and as you were saying that kind of off topic the Anthony Joshua fight the other day he was kind of talking about the coaches are kind of there to build you as, as people as much as they are as sports people as well yeah, good chat. so mm. the fact that he was able to kind of shape these guys lives that they still kind of look back on that time whether they were kind of disgruntled at the time that they yeah. were not getting in the team or whatever it is I look back on it now with that fondness of yeah that Mr Saunders helped me become the man I am today yeah. and to have somebody in your life who can have that impact on you must be mm. incredible yeah. do you think there should be something that Villa do to, to honour it is it renaming the North Stand if that ever gets rebuilt I think so yeah he's, let, he's set all the foundations didn't he Villa wouldn't be as great and the bigger name without him 
doing what he did. Um, Dean Smith said afterwards, he was his first manager as a Villa fan. Yeah. He used to love watching the Villa side he created. I think he played 14 players in one season. Yeah, yeah that so, was the league. Incredible. So, um, Imagine that now. I know. Before I think Dean Smith's trying, trying to replicate Trying it with Wesley and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. But yeah, I think we should honour him in some way. I think, I think the North Stand. Nice, I think a statue and a stand named yeah. after him yeah, have yeah, to well, be yeah, the, the bare minimums. Yeah. To be honest, I don't know what you do over and above that. Um, but I think I think definitely the Grand Saunders stand. Yeah, yeah, nice. I, I think, think so. I, yeah, they should do that whether they rebuild the north or not. They yeah. should be doing that. I think so. ASAP, I think. Yeah, we're lots of him, yeah. I mm. think so. I think it's, um, and I, I, I like the fact that you're saying that about kind of the dad's kind of passing on. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. sounds like me chatting to you two today, <laughs> but kind of passing on, passing Making on. Making sure the, that everyone was. Passing on this fella's legacy. Yeah, nice. Sad news. Yep. Call it a day. Yeah, I think we, I think we're done. Obviously, it's um, Sheffield United next. Oh yeah, we don't want to do one of these. I want to do a kind of a post-victory podcast if oh, I can. I mean, nice, it, you know, I think that should be our unique selling point. Really, there's a lot of Villa podcasts <laughs> out there, but why don't we do do ones who do a weekly post-victory podcast, <laughs> whether we've won or not? Just, talk, just make it up. Oh, great, great four-nil win against Leicester last night. Really, really good. Yeah, big game on Saturday, isn't it? Or whenever it is. Is it Saturday? Saturday, yeah. <laughs> My knowledge is terrible. So, yeah, should we do the, the usual housekeeping? Just kind of <clears throat> yep. thank people. Thank people for listening and watching if you're watching on YouTube. Comments and like as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think they've got to give us likes on, on iTunes. Is iTunes, that the rule? iTunes reviews. <laughs> iTunes reviews. <laughs> iTunes likes. Yeah. Say nice things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just say nice things about us if you can. I, I did a tweet asking for iTunes reviews because it kind of helps push the, the profile of the the show up the charts if yeah. you get more reviews and stuff like that I mean it's only a little white lie you know if you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you don't like, like it just just pretend that you do we want five star reviews only if you've got three star two just don't bother just leave your negative thoughts to yourself exactly if you want if you I'll take constructive criticism but send that privately don't plaster it all over iTunes for everybody to see yeah. just nice comments I want to thank people for the feedback on episode three as well yeah. the first one that we did as a trio back by popular demand in the hot seat after at least one person said yeah that was good with the three of you so yeah, your mom all right? she <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it's uh, been good it's been good and we had the Grealish Madison thing went out yesterday so we're kind of pushing out a lot of content but everyone seems to be enjoying it so far so we're enjoying doing it yeah, it's a nice so sort of fun hour on a Monday isn't it so, yeah. so keep supporting us and yeah. we will catch up with you at the same time next week thank you very much <laughs>